Candle Coven. I'm Elena. And I'm Jocelyn from Bijou Candles. And, and this, this is, is the Candle, Candle Coven, Coven Podcast. Podcast. Let's light some candles, get cozy, and talk at it. So, yes, we are back after a uh, little hiatus that we had to take um, because I finally got my breast reduction surgery. (laughs) The long awaited. I mean, what a journey. It was like six months in the making. At least. I mean, it feels more like years in the making, but like actively it's been um, six or seven months, really. Like how silly. It was just... It's not silly, but, like, you know what I mean. Quite a whirlwind. In retrospect, it was like, geez. I know. I mean, let's just recap it all. I decided I was going to get a breast reduction and started the process of doing all that, got got all of the pre-surgery testing done, booked everything, was literally three days away from getting it. Yeah. And then... I found out that I had strangely high liver values and we had to wait for that to clear up. And wait, so how, how long did we wait? Like four months? Yeah, it took it took four months to just for everything to sort of normalize. Yeah. And finally, I I was healthy and everything was good and I was able to get it. Do you want to go through like the <laughs> whole like let's do you want to tell the story of like everything that happened like sure like the actual surgery yeah let's do it all right well first of all we're not doing a deep dive this week because we've been through a lot (laughs) (laughs) and the last thing we need to do is homework right so we're taking a break on a deep dive this week right um and you know we figured we just like recap everything that happened yeah i mean there's been a lot going on it's been like it's been hilariously like a lot of things but also a lot of like downtime at the same time so it's Uh like yeah it's been very interesting so this whole situation has been like pretty wild for me because I've never had surgery before. I had oral surgery. I had oral surgery. <laughs> Stop yourself. <laughs> um, when I was like, before I got braces, they pulled uh, four adult molars because I oh, have what? no room in my mouth. And you have really large teeth. <laughs> I do. Wait, I what, how really? old were you? When I had that done? Yeah. Oh, my God. Was I in like eighth grade? What? Wow. I like really I pictured you being like 18. Like, you know how people are usually like 17, 18 when they get their wisdom teeth removed. That's like when I was. So it wasn't you wisdom were teeth because they, yeah, were just, they were just molars. They were just my regular old teeth. <laughs> like I just got those molars and they fucking took them right out. Oh, my God. Evacuate the dance floor. Evacuate <laughs> my mouth floor. <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, Now you can't eat spinach. Oh, no. That's actually I would like to just mention this in case anyone else has this issue. Um, Actually, one of our friend's husbands mentioned this issue and I like literally was like, this happens to you, too. (laughs) Um, But I can't eat cooked spinach that well because I choke on it. Because, like, it's, like, so stringy. Yeah. Like, raw like spinach, hair. I actually, like, love. It's like, like a, wet hair. It is. It is. It's just, like, it, it goes down my throat, and I'm like, <laughs> I just, like, can't eat. Do you like a cream spinach, like, from a steakhouse? Yeah, that's different, because they've cooked the living hell out of it. So, it's just, like, mush. I love it. And, like, you I love spinach My dad spinach is so funny, because he doesn't eat red meat, but he, like, loves a steakhouse. Because he loves cream spinach. Because he'll, like, he will go to a steakhouse, and he'll be like, can I have... And oh, wait, always, no, I know what 
it know. is. I know That's what it like is. That's how he starts it it's off. It's going to be, I would because like. Because he like, has to set the, the waiter up for Can like. Can you do it with the accent? <laughs> I'm going to have. Wait, block your ears and I'm going to guess what it is. And let's see if. Okay, okay. Elena's blocking her ears. It's going to be creamed spinach with an egg on it. Okay, let's see. What is it? Can I have cream spinach with egg? <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what I said. And like, that's what he eats. I have to tell you, it sounds really good. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Like a fried egg on top? Yeah. No, that sounds good. Yeah. You know what? I think that steakhouse, wow, what a digression already. Already I digression. Guess steakhouse is like. No, but a steakhouse is great for X people with for ADHD oh. because. You get little plates? Sides. Sides. That's why I've always loved um, Thanksgiving because I love sides. Yeah, I love tastes. I don't want to necessarily eat like a buttload of like one thing. I want to. I want a buffet. I'm like, excited. I like want to go to the, one of those like crazy Vegas buffets with you. Okay, let's do it. I got these new titties and they're ready to fly the friendly yeah. skies, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to the matter at hand. Um, oh yeah, so the only time I'd ever been put under, I was gonna say put down, <laughs> was to have these teeth pulled. And I think it's a totally different type of yeah. anesthesia. Yeah, for this surgery, they like put you to death. I had they did. You're like dead. You guys. Like not for nothing. So like that that situation was like kind of like more giggly. It's like the it's the it's the it's same light. thing. It's David it's after diet, dentist. It's diet anesthesia. Yeah, it's the David after dentist yeah. of it all, where you're like, and then you're like, ah, ha, ha, ha. and then yeah. you're like, you keep touching the gauze in your mouth, and your mom's like, don't do that. Yeah, and then like that's you know pretty much that. So I was like very much like, okay, how is this gonna go? So we decided. It would be easier for us because I was getting my breast reduction in the city and we live about 90 minutes away from the city. New York City, that is. Ever heard of it? <laughs> and um, uh, the most got, polluted city in the world these days. It's a lot. Yeah. So we were like, let's get like a dog friendly hotel so we can just bring a little Molly and something close to the surgery. Yeah. So it would be really easy. And that way we can get like room service, et cetera. And I'm so glad we did do that because... It was very helpful. Yeah, it was. Because poor Elena, like, I have to just say, is the MVP of this because she was taking care of me and Molly and, like, getting the car and getting, making sure we were fed and making sure she was helping me change my diaper. I was, and uh, <laughs> I was flexing my cancer muscles. Big mama energy. I so. have to tell you, though. Molly was the nuisance. She was harder to take she care of than so you. She was so nervous. She was very off. Yeah, so we get into the city. We stayed at the One Hotel. Yeah. Which is like a really nice hotel. If you guys, they have a few of them th scattered throughout the country, but they allow dogs and they are literally so dog friendly. Yeah. I could not believe. You guys, we walk into this hotel <laughs> and like, of course, we have everything scheduled. Like it was logistically planned because yeah. we didn't want any issue. And like we woke up, we're like, hi, yes, checking in. We need a dog bed. We need dog bowls. We need a microwave and a mini fridge. A microwave and a mini fridge because we had meal prepped Molly's food because <laughs> she eats homemade food. Yeah. So Elena had like, we're, we're going to stay for two nights and Elena had meal prepped all of Molly's meals. It was just like so funny. But yeah. they were like, no problem. They bring up 
all these like this beautiful dog bed and they brought up like a bunch of treats and toys for her yeah, and like, like one of the on toys the is like her favorite toy she's ever had oh my god they brought her this toy you guys and it's called like a moussage yeah so it's like a little stuffed mousse and it has like a velcro towel that wraps around its body and you can like hide <laughs> treats in it and this bitch went yeah. ham she goes on this crazy over this she massage. loved it so she was actually like it was her first time staying in a hotel and she really liked it yeah she she was good she was like really i have to say i was impressed like yeah. at first she was really good you know we settle in i have all my you know moo's packed my, i got my button down moo ready because you can't like pillows. i have all my wedge pillows so i can be elevated i had like this little breast reduction pillow that was amazing that you can wear in the car or you could sleep in so you don't like roll over basically but you like put it across your chest until yeah. like the seatbelt doesn't hit you. It, it was great. I did all the research and I got all the, the things yeah. and it was great. So, um, what did we end up watching? Oh, we were watching uh, yeah. all, that glitters, all that glitters, which stars Catherine Ryan. If you guys aren't familiar with, um, Canadian, but she's in the UK. Yeah. She's like a talking head comedian in the UK, Catherine Ryan. And she's like so funny. Yeah. We love her. She and has my same birthday too. She's the same birthday as you. And she has a podcast too. And I just find her very soothing. She's so funny. Yeah. She's like so, I really like her. Um, oh yeah. You guys are birthday twins. No wonder I like her. <laughs> um, so yeah. So we were watching All That Glitters, which is this reality show about people trying to like win a jewelry competition. Yeah, it's like jewelry makers on HBO. And like, which which was a great distraction because like, you know, that TV is like my number one. So self-soother. Yeah. <laughs> so we were just like watching that. And I was like, not super anxious. I was just like getting myself excited. Uh-huh. But when it came time to go to sleeps, yeah, I was like, you guys, I could not sleep the night before my surgery. And I just kept you telling you. You like four in the morning. I, it was super early. And I was just like, it'll be fine. Like, I will just sleep during the surgery. It's it's <laughs> yeah, all good. But hopefully. like, and like, usually I'm not the kind of person that like, I haven't had like the Christmas Eve sleeps in a very long time where like, I'm so excited for something that I can't sleep. Like, mm-hmm. I love to sleep. I can always go to sleep. I could not sleep. Elena was asleep. Molly was asleep. We were in this king bed. So like, we were basically in different area codes. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, you guys, it got so bad that I started like looking at LinkedIn. Like, I was what? <laughs> That's so funny. No, you know, like when you're like trying you're to like, sleep. Oh, I got some connections. And you're brave. looking at my profile. No, I was literally like, what's going on? And I was just like looking at my emails, looking at this. And like LinkedIn came in and I was like, what's going on on LinkedIn? Oh, my God. And I like logged into my LinkedIn. I was like, oh, my God, all these people. And I was like, you know, That's like, except. so funny. I found this girl, Annabelle, that I used to work with at a store in Soho back in like 2007. Oh, yes, I, found, I was like, oh, my God. She's not on social media. So I was like, oh, my God, let me LinkedIn God, if we're her. not on Instagram, they're going to be on LinkedIn. So I went through a deep dive on LinkedIn. LinkedIn's always trying to show me my exes, too. It's crazy. Oh, LinkedIn has apps. There's, there's no rules on LinkedIn. No. There's it's, no boundaries. There's no guy code or girl code. No, LinkedIn is like, for you. They will it knows find all your it. business. Oh, like if there was a number that was in your phone once, it's going to be like, right. by the way. Yeah. Excuse you. Molly's barking at um, the food that she didn't eat for breakfast. So just as an aside, whenever we make Molly food, she has to yell at it first. And this has become like her for a while now, for years. Where she, it's almost like she's pretending it's like she's hunting it. She has to tell it. Just like, I'm, I'm just gonna, to warn it. I'm going to eat you. You're going to get eaten, bitch. Okay, Molly, go ahead. Good job. Oh, yeah. Maybe, it's like, maybe she's like saying her prayers. 
<laughs> Speaking of your prayers, when Jocelyn got in the car after her surgery, wait, are you, you want to wait? Let's like, wait. Okay, okay. Yeah, let's go. Let's try and chronological it. Okay. Um. Okay. So yeah, I'm just like tossing. I'm turning, and I'm just like you like get on grinder. Oh, I, <laughs> I made a grinder account. I made a fake. I catfished everyone. Yeah. No, oh, I was. Fun. I was literally just like. In the bowels of the of like, what am I looking at? What am I doing? I was just like and I was very like ADHD, obsessive, compulsive, like thought processes where by the time I was like about to fall asleep, I was like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven, five, four, three, four, five, blah, 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 blah. Go asleep. Wait, (laughs) you couldn't like take any of your sleep aids, too. Right. I wasn't allowed to take anything before. So I was just like, no, no melatonin, which we like to call Melanie's my my little Melanie's. So I wasn't allowed to do that. And I was just like, whatever, just like get up and you have to show up to the surgery, like completely avoid devoid without. Yeah. Of any product at all. Mm -hmm. So like, ma'am, you're good. You're good. Be quiet. Oh, my God. So, yeah, you have to show up to surgery without any like potions and lotions on. So I didn't want to go to. I was like, I'm going to put lotions on and then rinse off before I have to go because I didn't want to be all dry and tight all night. And you wanted you wanted to take that last moment to get clean before you couldn't get clean for a minute. Exactly. Because you can't really shower for like a couple days at least. Yeah. So and I love to shower. Ugh. I hate the act of showering, but I love being clean. I love showering because I leave my body. Yeah, you do. It's like a portal. I literally Especially this shower leave. that we have. It's like a kind of like Oh, it's like a spaceship. Yeah, it's a spaceship. Yeah. You like watch out, Jeffrey Bezos. There's yeah. another Capricorn going out. No, you're space. going into different dimensions <laughs> in there. Elena will just like look over at me and I'm like a sim in the shower, just like kind of scrubbing my face or something just like and there's nobody. home. She has this look on her face where it's like the bo- the body is there moving and doing it's like <laughs> involuntary responses like but whatever the soul, the mind is departed. <laughs> the departed. Yeah. <laughs> That <laughs> Wait, so did you know I was tossing and turning all night? Yeah. Or were you like asleep? You know what? I blocked it out of my memory. Oh, good for you. That's healthy. I have a very generous brain. Okay, so then it became time that for me to get up, get my um long button down <laughs> moo moo. Like, what was it? It was like uh, a it was like a button, it was like caftan. A caftan. Well, because okay, so this actually made me so happy. This is like my this is my love language, okay? Yeah. So, like, one of my Your greatest ba- pleasure in my, life. One of my greatest pleasure, and this is like a familial trait on my, with my family, is finding the perfect outfit for at any occasion. Mm-hmm. But like, especially an occasion where there's logistics involved. Yeah, practicality. So, like, to look good, feel good, and have something practically work. Uh-huh. Amazing. Yeah. So, like, all the my the nurse and the doctor, they were like, make sure when you come. Wear like a dark colored something that buttons. And if it can be long, even better, because you're really going to want to just be like kind of covered up and it's going to feel like more comfortable. So I was like, okay, I'm going to listen to them because they said it a couple (laughs) times. And I got this like it was like a black kind of printed. It had like a little bit of a pattern on it, like Moomoo thing that buttoned all the way to the floor. So I looked like very chic. Yeah. Um, You looked like... um a very old Upper East Side lady, like, going, being taken to, like, a Hamptons house. Right, like, where's my helicopter? Yeah. Um. And when I, the nurse was, like, dressing me after I got out of surgery, she was like, you picked the right thing. And then when I had my follow-up, the doctor was like, just, my surgeon was like, uh, 
I just want to let you know, like everyone was commenting that you picked like a good outfit to the wear. The fact that like, the word got around the office. I know. Was, like, oh, Jocelyn's this was peak. my this was better than having the breast reduction for me. Yeah. I was like, I picked the right stand. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So like that's like my favorite compliment in the world is like you did a it's good like your job Oscars. making a choice. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That was my Oscars. A fun game for us to play would be like to come up with mock situations and like talk, say what outfits we would wear. Uh, Yes, I'd play that game all like day Like, we're going to go to the beach and then Six Flags. In the same day? Oh, yeah. Oh, this is going to be a logistics situation. Right? There's, Big time. I would say, 45 pairs of underwear involved. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At least. And definitely, like, some water-based wipes. That, uh, like, all the wipes. Bi- biodegradable water-based wipe. A lot of sunscreen. Oh, yeah. A hats. Lot. Yeah, hats. Oh, that's actually... I would never do that day. It sounds like a nightmare. And I would say... Uh, no contact lenses that day do a prescription sunglasses because sometimes you get sand in your eye at the beach nice with a contact lens in guess what i learned the hard way expert level so anyways back to the matter at hand so get my caftan on i uh took an uber like three blocks because i just was like i cannot i didn't want to show up like all sweaty and tired it was just far enough right yeah it was like far enough to not walk Right. It was exactly and it was so hot. Oh, it couldn't have been a hotter day. Yeah. I was just glad it wasn't like pouring rain because I just would have made it like yeah. so much more difficult. So anyways, I get into the office. I was there like a little bit before even the office like opened. So like I was just like kind of waiting outside. You're so funny. I was like I was early. You it's know what so I mean? Classic. Classic me. So I'm like it wasn't even like I was sweaty or hot, but like she started like marking me up. Yeah. And I was so sweaty and I was like dripping sweat like <laughs> under my boobs. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm so sweaty. She goes, everybody sweats when like, I do this. This is why we're getting rid of these. She was like, everyone sweats when I when I do this. So she's just like, like sharpieing me up. Yeah. It was like, just like surreal to me. Like, I was just like standing there like in another world. You're like, this is happening. I was like, this is happening right now. Yeah. Like, this is about to happen. And so like, I hadn't met the anesthesiologist yet. So this like guy comes in and he was so hot. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> he was like six foot four, hot black guy, had like sick necklaces on. It wasn't he covered in like gold necklaces. Yeah, he was like just gorge. And I was just like, this is I was like amazing. You're like, take me to church. I was like, yes. And he had like maybe an accent, but I could also be like misremembering that. Like maybe a, a slight British accent, but I don't know. I could be making that up. Yeah. Because like I was in a different world. And he was just like, we're gonna give you a pre-flight cocktail. We're gonna make you feel great. And I was like, just take me home, Daddy. That's so like funny. it was so funny. And I just just remember like right before like i went out i was like i really love your necklaces <laughs> and he was like thank you so much my mom like got them for me and i was like that's a really good mom and he's like it's a great mom i was like she's a great mom and then the next thing i know that is incredible the, ne- <laughs> the next thing i know i'm like getting em- in the car with me i'm like emerging from sleep and I just hear my surgeon go, I didn't know about your family's history of blood clots. I'm getting you something. And I was like, what's happening? Yeah. And a little bit of backstory. Both my mom and my sister have had randomly pulmonary embolisms. For those of you who don't know, it's like a blood clot that travels to the lungs. They're, they very happen dangerous. for very, very specific yeah. reasons um, that 
actually aren't, genetic. aren't genetic. Yes. Like just so happened that both of them have had them. It was like a decade apart or yeah. more just for different reasons. But of course, I wrote it down because, you you know, there's a propensity towards in the right conditions. Our family can get blood clots. Yeah. So she was like making sure to get me these. And you, from your perspective, she was calling you. Yeah, right? she called me. I was like, my side of the story is like totally. I know. Let yeah. me, I guess like at this point, let's hear your side of the story. So like what was going on? <laughs> well, you were like asleep. And so it, it's just like, you know, such a stressful day to be. Oh, yeah. Because I left and then Amer- apparently I left super early. Yeah, guys. she left at like six in the morning. Molly lost her and shit. And we, you know, we woke <laughs> up obviously. And Molly was just like so unsettled. She couldn't go back to sleep. She, uh, she couldn't, you know, oh, here she is. She was so unsettled. And like, couldn't decide if she wanted to be on the bed, off the bed. She was waiting by the door and then she wanted to get back on the bed and she would like sit for two seconds. And I was like, okay, fine. Well, I'll just like get up now and go get coffee and we'll like walk around the park and I'll try to like exhaust her. Mm -hmm. This bitch like would not walk with me. She was just like so erratic. She like could tell something was different. Yeah, she like wouldn't, she would like, she would barely go in the park. Um, I was trying to get her to go in and then she would only like walk around the exterior. She wanted to go back to the hotel to see. She was just like looking for you. Right. Um, Aww. So then we eventually like went back to the hotel. Like killing time in New York is the worst thing ever, especially during a pandemic. Right. When it's like 100 degrees out there. It's there's nothing worse in the world than killing time oh, in New York City. So it's like just so sweaty. Yeah. There's been times like I've been killing time in New York and I go it's like. The stores and things are so cold. Yeah. And then it's so hot out, which for me triggers like a diarrhea. Immediate. Imme- so there's been plenty of times where I'm killing time in the city where I almost shit my pants. Right. So that's just a little aside on what it's like to kill time in the city. Uh, it's awful. <laughs> yeah. So like I take her back to the hotel. She like finally settles down for like 30 minutes and then does her same spiel. And they told me that like Jocelyn would be done maybe like around one or two. So I'm like, OK, she's. Just far enough that I like need to go get I need to like get a car to pick her up. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm like, OK, so I'll just like go into that area and wait it out. Like maybe I'll be there for like half an hour. Right. And I can go to where she is and, and call an Uber and we'll just like dip out. Right? right. Easy. So I go like one to this area. It's like the it's the this the eye of manhattan basically it's like the worst it's like 58th and lexington it's like the worst part of the city it's it's really it's like midtown plus like people going to work and then tourists it's like all office buildings and tourists right and And like finance guys and and there's like like nowhere to go like there's not even like like and even during the pandemic, you can't really like go like sit in a Starbucks, you know? Right. Or and you even have like, like a this, Lenwich. And you have a dog with you who is like, where's my mom? Yeah, she's like yeah. freaking out. We're so hot. And like, I'm just trying to like get her to calm down. I find a Saks off the fifth. I'm like, oh my God, this is Mecca. Like we go in Saks off the fifth. It's so air conditioned. It's also so depressing because like, what are these brands? And like, what are these shoes? Yeah. What, is, <laughs> what are these people selling? Who's buying this? Like, why is this here? <laughs> Like, it's crazy. What is Manhattan? Like, like who's buying you having, this like, stuff? an existential yes. crisis? I was like, who's buying, like, Tom Ford glasses for $150? Like, why? I know. Are people doing that still? Yes. Very I, much. And, uh, there was, like, off-white purses. I was like, you guys. Yeah. Awful. 
Sometimes uh, you just look at it all, especially in the city where you're just like, wow, capitalism. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. Yep. But I mean, I browsed the clothes for a good hour and a half with this dog in a bag. Was she just like, ah. no, she was OK in the bag with the AC. She was like fine looking at like the, the shoe selection. I was Molly looking. famously loves to be ice cold. Yeah. In a, in a mall. Oh, yeah. She does scenario. love a mall. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I was loitering there for too long. I had only look at like off brand Stuart Weitzman shoes for so long. <laughs> but um. So I dipped out and I was like, where am I going to go? And then I see Bloomingdale's. I'm like, okay, I guess I'll go to Bloomingdale's, even though it's like a nightmare with tourists. But on my way to Bloomingdale's, I see Muji, which is very serene. The Mecca. I go to Muji. I'm like, oh, thank God. It smells like essential oils. There's like lots of natural fabrics, lots of of like indoor shoes, a lot of containers I can just look at. Great. Um, I'm hanging out there and that's where I get the call from your doctor. And um, she's like uh, asking about your family's medical history. Thankfully, I know it pretty well. Because you know um, what I think happened is she saw the thing about my sister on my form mm-hmm. and then was like, oh, my God, it's also her the mom, too. Yeah. So I better do like make sure. Yeah. Yeah. So she was like, I'm going to have you get these or like I'm going to get these boots things for Jocelyn. Um, can I like have your credit card number? Because like, I don't know what's on file. So, right. Right. And this is like the office person. Yeah. And. So I like I'm holding this dog. I open up my wallet. All my cards fall out. I'm the only one wearing a mask in this fucking store. <laughs> um, everyone's like a Spanish tourist. Yes. A lot of European tourists yeah, happening. A lot of Ilaria Baldwin's walking around. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, my cards. <laughs> like Molly's like little head is hanging out. <laughs> I'm like trying to give her water. I, I almost burst into tears emoji. And at this point, it's like two o'clock. And I'm like, do you guys like know when she's going to be ready to leave? And they're like, yeah, maybe like half an hour. I think it took me a long time to come out of the anesthesia. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so like, should I I'm just I couldn't figure out what to do with my time. I'm like, should I stay? Like, I'm going to go back because like I'm going to lose my mind if I have to wait yeah. another like half an hour. Right. In this fucking Muji. So I go back to the hotel, thank God, because it was another like three hours. Yeah. Until it was time to get you. Yeah, because I think they were just trying to make sure I had. So basically they were finding me these like um, compression boots, which are basically like leg warmers that um, are like battery powered. Yeah. And they squeeze your legs. They're like leg massagers. Yeah. And they basically prevent you from getting clots um, after surgery. And so it was just like typically she would have had them already prepared for me. Yeah. But like it was like sort of like, oh, OK, let's make sure we get them. Anyways, we did get them and it was yeah. fine. <laughs> So I get this Uber to go. I get the call and they're like, "Okay, she's going to be ready this time. I'm like, great. So I get the call and thankfully I got this like minivan Uber. He's really nice. And we pull up to the surgery place and we wait like 10 minutes for you to come out and you you get rolled out in your little wheelchair. Like So from my perspective at this point, the nurse is like so sweet. She's like, all right, let's like she. I like I'm finally waking up like for real this time. And I'm like, and she's like, let's take out your catheter. And I was like, I have a catheter. And I was like, am I going to get a UTI? And she's like, no, sweetie. Like, And then she's like putting on like my the bra and this and that. And she's and I was like. Oh my god! I've been hit by a bus. I was like, lose. I was like, so loopy. Yeah. And she was like, "You picked such a great caftan." I was like, "And you're oh like, my thank god. you." I was like, you, you "I was sober." Yeah. <laughs> and so she like brings me downstairs, and that's when you come. To, that's when you like. Oh my god! Retrieve me. Gets in this freaking Toyota Sienna <laughs> that I procured. 
And she gets in and she goes, Jesus Christ and all the apostles. And she sits in this little bucket seat and the driver's like laughing at her. <laughs> She's like, what happened? I remember being like, Jesus, Mary and Joseph, yeah. all the apostles on the cross yeah. in heaven. Like, I was just like, oh, my God. Uh, it was searching for all your religions. Wild. Oh, yeah. I was like anything. I was like all the idols. And Molly's like, thank fucking God she's back. Oh, my God. And then you like you got me back in. And I don't think anybody knew anything. And because my get my caftan was so long, no one saw my compression warmers. Nope. No, it was like no, it was you're such, stealthy. Such a good dress. Very stealthy. Um, and then we like passed out. Yeah, we did. Oh my god. All that glitters. It was great. I just like You I, slept for like two days. It was wonderful. It was yeah. really good sleep. And like you're sleeping, of course, like so I don't know if you guys I mean, I guess trigger warning this whole thing is surgical stuff. So like if you're not into it, whatever. But like my um surgeon doesn't use drains. Like some people use drains and some people don't, but there's actually no medical reason to use drains. It's really like a preference. So she doesn't use drains. So there's like oozing that happens. Yeah. So I had to sleep on like wee wee pads yep. for a few days just in case I was like oozing. With the wedge. And like that I have to say, sleeping on a pee pee pad is a, a new level it's not what it, it's cut out to be it's uh very sweaty and like a little gross but it's like, so funny how just like a slight fabric change could like ruin your night oh i mean i'm the princess in the pace so oh yeah thankfully i was never like, going camping on medication so i was okay but like it was um like it was a cluster it was like fine but like it was still like a cluster fog let's just, just like, say that we left an amount of trash in this hotel room that seems like we killed and just and got rid of a body. That being said, we did ask for a trash bag and we had everything so neatly. Oh, yeah, we were very good. Like, yes. we kept it tight. We kept we it tight. We are not those people. No. And we left a lovely tip for housekeeping to take our trash bag no. down. We, we specifically put it in a trash oh, bag. Oh, yeah. We, like, made it all really nice because, like, it, it looked like nothing had happened in yeah. there. I was, like, so impressed. I remember being like, how the hell yeah. did we pull this off? And then, like... The the dismount from the hotel was uh-huh. like another story, like getting the car and getting Jocelyn downstairs and like into the car. And you know how it is like double parking in New York City. It's like, oh, yeah, I was like we were trying to get the I what's the correct term? Like, are they bellmen? I think so. Um, To like help us get like the the suitcase to the car and this and that. And, and the I guy, just, like, couldn't figure out how to open the trunk. I was like, like to, I was I, like, just get out of the way. I, right. <laughs> I was like, just open it. It's open. Open the hatchback. <laughs> so we, I put the car in comfort mode. Johnson's all like lean back. And this. OK, so we've been listening to this album. Oh, my God. That came in so clutch. And I I have to you guys have to go find this album on Spotify and listen to it. It's I'll link it. I'll link it when we post the podcast. A gift from Jod. It is. <laughs> there's nothing like it. It's like the Loch Ness Monster of music because it exists in it. On its own, I can't find anything like it. Like, I, if I've tried to make, like, a radio out of it, like, nothing. It's, like, can't find it. It's Where did called, you find it? it on was, Reddit? On This guy on Reddit made a playlist of, like, easy listening, like, elevator music from the 90s. Yes. Which and doesn't necessarily sound that no, good. it's fucking Until slaps. you hear it. And then you're, like, why is this so yeah, soothing? I was, like, this is the best thing I've ever heard. So this one song is on this playlist this guy made. 
And it's so good. And, and we've I, been like, rocking out to so it. So I like found the album and it's called Larger Than Life by Skywalk. And it's from 1992. <laughs> and it's the only album that this thing or person made. Yes. The, there's like no albums like this. Like it just is. It's its own special genre. It's like Pluto. Like it's crazy. <laughs> it's it's literally like, do you know when we would go to the movie theater in the 90s and they would have, and I feel like they don't really do it the same anymore, but they would have like all like the, did you know Titanic? Right. Like, like and when like, the lights are kind of dim. Kind of dim. And they would play this like Muzak music. That's like do, 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 a lot do, of saxophone. Do, 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 yep, do, oh, it's so do, good. Do, 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 do. And like it's like that, but a tiny bit more spice. Just yeah, a, a little more interesting. Yes. And sometimes there's a little bit of vocalization, like zoom, zoom, zoom. Yeah. It's, oh. <laughs> and it is. It really tickles the brain, you guys. Yeah. It's like, it keeps you focused. I don't it's know if it's yeah. good for ADHD. It's been, yes, I think it's good for ADHD. It keeps you focused because it's like, you're not distracted by like the lyric of it. Like your brain's not trying to find anything in it. Like your brain is just like going with the song. And it's also like very nostalgic too. Like it yes. makes you feel like you're in like a furniture store in the 90s. Like your mom and dad are with you. Yeah. Everything is okay. Yeah. And like, we just... You bla- you just put that on, and I laid back Ugh. with my, my pillow, and Molly was in her little pillow, and you got us home in such a it felt like beautiful it was fashion. It was, I it was, we, it was a skywalk. Ten out of ten. We skywalked home. We skywalked. <laughs> I I implore you all to go listen to it. I, I'm gonna put. Po- I'm gonna like. I'll put a swipe up yeah, for it because it is. It's like one of my favorite albums. I right want now. everybody to get on this because it is such an anxiety reducer, and like you don't get bored of it. Like no. we listened to the album like twice in a row, and it's not I was repetitive. Like, it's not which because repetitive stuff can kind of make me feel anxious. Yeah, like repetitive noises will make me like feel crazy. So like it is. It's just like a nice meandering. Oh, like soft yes. Oh, hell yeah. It's just so good. And so, yeah, then we got home and um, it we I've just been like kind of healing since then. Yeah. Every day is better. We, like, put Jocelyn in her tomb to heal. Put me in my tube. And yeah, every day gets better. And I'm feeling really good. I'm, I'm just uh, a few days over two weeks out now. Mm-hmm. And it's feeling great. I'm like, I'm so happy. You're so happy you did it. Oh, my God. It's amazing. It's yeah. just like a different. I can't wait to like really enjoy it because right now I'm still like, you tender. know, I'm still tender. Like I can't really wear like, like clothes that are like tight or anything yet. Like I'm just sort of like, you know, still, still in my recovery mode. Right. I'm compressing everything. Like we'll just see, you know, how much I get to enjoy it once I'm like really healed up. But like yeah. I'm already enjoying it. And my surgeon, Dr. Mahmood, she is amazing. She's so cool. She's just the best. And I if you guys are looking, if you're in the, you know, northeast and you're looking for a good plastic surgeon or, you know, even a good injector, like Botox, whatever. She's amazing. Dr. Mahmood. Wow. Like, I really enjoyed her. Like, she's great. She's the best. And it's just I love also that she's like a boss ass bitch. Yeah. I just like love that shit. And um, yeah, I'm very happy and I'm, I feel very grateful that I was able to do this. And um, it's a game changer. It really is a game changer. Yay. It was a good experience. So like among uh, amidst all that chaos, we managed to launch a, a collection as well. 
I don't know where that came oh from. Oh my god, somebody messaged me and they were like, launching a new collection right after you have surgery is such Capricorn yeah, energy. Yeah, it is. And I was just like, I think it was our, my friend Tanya. Yeah, she's a Capricorn too. Yes, and she was like, this is the most Capricorn shit ever that you like just had surgery. And I was like, I mean, I was on Instagram being like, this is Annie. Yeah. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> but speaking of, let's do Candle of the Day because yeah. I do want to talk about Annie White Musk from it's The gone. First Wives. Oh my God, I was just going to sing that one. Oh shit. And it seems to me. You live your life like the candle of the day. All right, so let's talk about Annie White Musk. Can we also talk about how good First Wives Club is? Like, it holds up still. It's so good still. First Wives Club. We, so, yes, for those of you who haven't seen it, we just launched the First Wives Collection, which is an homage to First Wives Club starring Bette Midler and Diane Keaton and Goldie Hawn and... I mean, if you haven't seen it, it's like a 90s classic. It's like a feminist. You know, like, it's so crazy. (laughs) There are some actors, actors, actresses that are just like their career is like so low key incredible. Like Elizabeth Berkley. Right. There's like like a whole genre. You know, another one. Amanda Seyfried. Uh, oh, yes. When you, they're like in all of your favorite movies. Yeah. Like, how did you manage that? Like Elizabeth Berkley, you're like, oh, yeah, Elizabeth Berkley. Sure. Yeah. And then you're like, showgirls, first wives yeah. club. Saved by the Bell. Saved by the Bell. Like, OK, like you're in all my favorite stuff. Yeah. Same thing for Amanda Seyfried. You're like, I don't know that I would necessarily be like, oh, she's one of my favorite actresses. But now that I'm thinking about yeah. it, I mean, mean girls, mean girls, Mama Mia. Jennifer's, uh, Jennifer's body. body. Mama Mia. Like, are you kidding yep. me? Like, just hit after hit. Like, it's the Kirsten Dunst of it all. I mean, okay. She's beyond, though. Because she's the star. She's literally in Kirsten everything. Kirsten Dunst is the most underrated actress of our time. Right. I think she's, like, my favorite actress. She's so... She's in everything. Yeah, and she's great. She's always... She brings it to you. Yeah. Drop Dead Gorgeous. Are you kidding me? That's all you need to even say. I It's just Drop Dead Gorgeous. All right, so let me talk quickly about the First Wives collection and then our candle of the day, which is Annie White Musk. Mm. Um, This entire collection is kind of based on like 90s fragrances, like personal fragrances, perfume. Just like like those fancy ladies. Fancy ladies walking by the counter at Barney's where it's like all the fragrances and it's like this like musky floral delight. Like that's kind of what we were going for. And inspired by like your Chanel's, your Givenchy's, mm-hmm. your this, your that. Like you're it's nostalgic as hell. Like yeah. you take a whiff of these guys and you're just like, mm, like I'm right there. Yeah. Like I get it. So Annie White Musk, I'm gonna read the description. A peel of Mandarin and Jasmine are a perfect match. A kiss of vanilla, amber, and tonka help keep the peace. A touch of salt and spicy pink pepper to remind them you don't own me. Mm-mm. You don't know me. Okay, so the scent vibes are pearls, a camel coat, and auction houses. Ugh. Isn't that fun? And then, like, Maggie Smith is in that movie. I know. How fun. Sarah Jessica Parker. Cher's dad. Oh, yeah. Cher, Cher, Cher get in here. <laughs> <laughs> what are you wearing? It's a dress. Says um, who? Calvin Klein. <laughs> Um, so, which also just had, like, it's, like, 20-year anniversary, by the way. Clueless something like that. Tw- 25-year, maybe? Yeah, 25. Damn. Goodbye. 
Um, anyways, let's light this up. It smells like delicious. These <laughs> oh, these you guys. This set is sick. Like it's I can't imagine anybody being like ew to any of these yeah. sets. They're literally all so freaking nice, and they like burned together. Like get the trio and then kind of scatter them throughout. Like one in the bathroom, one in here, one in the living room, one, and just like your house will just smell expensive. What a fancy lady. All right, I'm gonna light it up. I love that scent design idea. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so something that's been getting us through this whole like recovery time is Love Island. Yes. So we started Love Island started like maybe the day before you had surgery, two days before. To be, to be specific, Love Island UK. UK. This is season seven. Yes. And so I think we've mentioned that we like, you know, get the VPN. We go hardcore. We we watch it the day of like it's. Oh, yeah. It's we, like had our the, we had the ITV event. subscription. Yeah. We're like on, We're on the hub. Yes. It's our favorite summer event. It's our Olympics every year. And, and we, we didn't, didn't get it have last it last year. year. Yeah, so, so it's, it's like really been building up. So this season of Love Island UK has not been great. No, you. I think that it's a pretty much like a general consensus between us and the UK public. <laughs> yeah. And it like people are saying that like it sucks because um, in the past, Love Island has had like a lot of like issues with mental health and like their contest, like a lot of uh, several of their contestants have like killed themselves post their experience, like because of like shit they have faced like, from being been on the show. A, it's like two people two plus contestants one of the and then hosts. the host did last year. We're victims of suicide. Yeah. And it's because it, like the bull. I, I, you guys all know about like the British press is like insane. The, and like the, the bullying British is crazy. Yes. It's so, like, crazy. It's like the Daily Mail. And yeah, all that. yeah. Yeah. So they're making like a concerted effort to like be better about how they treat people, I guess. And uh, it's it, what does that say about like people and like reality TV? Is that like it's boring now? <laughs> you know, I know. Yeah, but, uh, but I don't think that's the only reason it's boring. Like these people are just like they don't got it. I don't know what it is. Okay, like, but like here's my here's my lives. thing about it. If the so yeah, the season just is just not delivering yet. It's like there's not like a great chemistry among the cast. Like, yeah, they're like it, boring as hell. It is. I don't know if it has something to do with just like how we are after going through a pandemic or whatever the case may be if it's just like a casting wasn't just like the right cast that gels uh -huh. together but like i do think it's like super bizarre that like they cast people on that have like issues that are like problematic with their personal lives that yeah. come up the minute they go on the public is able to like look these people up yeah, like at their instagram they just had this guy on called danny and apparently he's on the internet dropping the n-word yeah and he was accused of potentially having pushed somebody in a wheelchair down no, the like, stairs i think she got in a wheelchair because of it but she was disabled yeah. the girl and he said something like watch me pull push this uh in quotes spastic down the stairs yeah. and put her in a wheelchair and i don't know if that's a true story or not because i saw some people saying it's not true or whatever regardless there's like you guys don't do background checks yeah. on these people because like not for nothing like uh this it, it's it's just bad all around it's a bad look for love island it's a bad we don't need to be uplifting people and giving them platforms if they're like dropping the n-word and pushing people downstairs yeah. um and then like if it's not true and like he's just getting like he's he's screwed either way. Yeah. And it's not good for anybody. Like it's just not. Yeah. It, I don't understand why they're not doing background checks. It's crazy. And um, I think this year I heard I saw that they 
were just pulling people off of Instagram versus like having a casting process. Is it because of like, the pe- pandemic? Maybe, I don't know. But like people like weren't necessarily like applying to be on the show. It was more just like this oh, person looks approached. like I get I don't even know. But like something was different with their casting this year. Well, you can tell. Oh, it's OK. So like it has been very un- unsatisfying. But then I saw um, a few people on Reddit say that Love Island USA is great. And is this so the second we, US? This is the third one. Okay. Because we watched the first one. Like it we started was... it. It wasn't great. Because like it doesn't have like at the time UK was great. And like the banter is there. And you lo- you watch Love Island for like the banter, the British quips, the accents. Right. You just really want to hear people over and over saying he's yeah. 100% yeah. my type on paper. He's a bit of me. I'm just like, I'm really here for more personality. Like, yeah, it's, it's so <laughs> fun. It's just enjoyable. It tickles you. Yeah. And like the US like didn't have it at the time. It was like really vapid sounding. And they were just like, yeah, I'm like from Texas. I'm like, I don't fucking care. Right. Like I already knew. You're like, yeah, we've I been, can't we've been like American new. streets. We already <laughs> <laughs> no offense to american yeah. streets um you know what i mean yeah <laughs> um so are we i know like, it okay. is so funny that we love the show that is hyper well, okay that's the thing this is gay culture <laughs> yes it's watching love island is gay culture yes because it's it's hyper hetero it's hyper right yeah and it's almost like watching it from an anthropological yes. standpoint yeah. it's like what are these monkeys doing oh my god <laughs> um <laughs> It's true. Yeah. It, well, I mean, I feel like it's like we watch it. That's why we love reality TV. It's we're all like little anthropologists. Yeah. Just like, what are people like? What are they doing? And I'm like <laughs> less invested in straight people drama. Yeah. It's I have to more, say. It's just fun. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm like, what kind of mess are you going to get yourselves into? Like, you don't speak the same language. You just don't. So like, what is this going to be? It is hard when you see like men and women trying to interact and it is they speak totally different language. Men are from Mars and women mm-hmm. are from Venus. I'm reading fit or <laughs> um but okay so Love I we started watching Love Island US because we are so desperately thirsty for content. Right. It's slaps so hard it it's blows great. the UK out of the water. It's I really can't good. believe these words that are coming my out of my mouth. Yeah. I'm shook by Love Island US. It is a 10 out of 10. It is the superior Love Island yep. currently. It, it, I don't know what it is. It just works. And like, I don't know if like this past year, Americans have been like forced to reconcile like a lot of things. But like, I find that the the people on the U.S. ones are a little bit more open and like willing to learn and like less clammed up. Like the, the U.K. Okay, people yes. are just like so. Ch- I don't like, know what it is. Necess- somebody could probably illuminate this better than I can. But like there is something culturally that the U.S. Ha- seems to bring with them mm-hmm. that the U.K. is missing. Yeah. And it's almost like, God, what, do, what word do I want to use? Like a wokeness? Yeah. It's not even that. Like, they're like young kids. They're like 21, 24. They're like, young. Yeah. But they're all, all the U.S. Love Islanders seem to be uh, just like really aware of, in a, like they've all seemed to be like therapized. Yeah. And they are good about, like, there's a few, I'm thinking of Cash, who's on there, uh-huh. who's my favorite. And she's just very much like uh, using c- communication and being understanding. And like, I see like a lot of them like trying to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone's a little bit less toxic. Yeah. Weirdly. Yeah, that's, a good, that's a good way of putting it. Whereas I feel like in the UK, it's there's still that toxic wall up where the men are not necessarily communicating, trying or, like they're not trying to understand each other. Yeah, it's like very superficial still. Right. Like and they're like the like the, all the conversations are like, well, my type is this. Like I like tall, dark, and handsome. You're all like, they okay, talk about like, is what are you looks. talking about? Yeah, yeah. 
it's really it's so funny because they're all like, oh, I'm here for personality, but like right. I like blondes. Yeah, and they like won't entertain anyone who's not blonde. I, I don't mean, really it, understand that. Like I've never I mean, this is I'm a pansexual, so like what do I my type is not a t- I don't have yeah. a type. I have a person. You, you like, like what you like. Right. So like I never really understood the concept of like what my type is. Right. Cause like what does that I even don't think mean? People, I, I just think people fall into that trap of that kind of like rhetoric that yeah. we grow up in. Like I think so much of this is just like habitual, like stuff that we've just been taught growing up and we just have to untrain ourselves because yes. like that's we don't have types. We, right. Nobody really does. How like, can you have a type? I, so maybe like on your post, like you're on your wall in middle school was like Jennifer Love Hewitt. Right. Speaking for myself. But, <laughs> you know, like who I don't I would date. I mean, I'm married now, but like I. <laughs> I, I mean, anybody that you like, you yeah, would just, like. You like them. I know. I, I don't. That's the thing that really these people really pigeonhole themselves. Like, how can you know? Yeah. And like, how can you? Ninety nine percent of them are gay. Let's be real. <laughs> is that what it is, Elena? Just like ultimately, I, I, that's I like doing that too. I like to pinpoint who's gay. You're like, who is on the the more on the spectrum? And it of sucks gayness. too because, like, speaking of, like, there are so, a lot of girls that I feel like really struggle to fit into like the world of like heterosexual norms, right? If they don't like fit, quote unquote, like traditional beauty standards, right? Like, I think that you know, the queer community is a lot more open. That's so true. To different kinds of styles and different types of beauty. Yeah. And just it's, beauty it in general to see like, int- like girls that like suffer from that. I know it's. And like you come, if you come out of the queer space, like you will be swimming in whatever. I know. You know. Well, I think it's so interesting too. you bring that up. Uh, one of like the most novel things that has happened on Love Island U.S. Mm-hmm. Um this girl cachet who's come on she is a black girl and she has just recently shaved her head because mm-hmm. she doesn't want to deal all the time with like wigs and this and that yeah. and like you we have never really seen that on love island before right. and it's it's kind of a big deal mm-hmm. that she is you know not she took her wig off and like it's you guys need to watch it she's like yeah. very very cool and like in queer spaces that doesn't necessarily feel that novel. Like yeah. you're like, it's more celebrated. Like this, like whatever feels good yeah. is beautiful. Yeah. When, and like, it, it's crazy. Cause all these people are coming in being like, like, thank you for doing this. Like you're so brave. Like da da. Mm-hmm. And it, it, she is, it's amazing. Cause like it, traditionally, like it's like long hair, yeah. big boobs, big butt, tiny waist. Yeah. This, that. And it's just like, we need to celebrate different types of standards of beauty like right. it's stupid no standard like fuck your standards i also think that black girls that go on shows like this should get credit for like the amount of preparation it takes for like the hair care that because like oh absolutely you know you're prepping for god knows how long you're gonna be in this house oh yeah and absolutely no shade on people who wear oh, no, wigs no, no. and it's pieces just like, yes yeah. absolutely but, so, but remember melinda from too hot to handle is that her name melinda which one? Oh my god i get i she get was the with, names confused um, the french guy yes if anyone hasn't watched Too Hot to Handle, the most recent season. Yeah, this girl had the most incredible lineup of hair. Oh, like she wow. she like scheduled it out. Yes, she went from like longer like hair like a longer like. Wig. I, I think she was doing like her own like I think she wig was. prep and application. But I, like she did it like through, so well. It was like done. a story. Yeah, and then she went to like this bob, and then I think she abandoned wigs and then had her natural hair. Yep, and it was just like glorious. It, it was an amazing. Just like 
display journey yeah. of hair care yeah. and like hair design yeah and i was just like very impressed like yeah. it's not easy and like it's true like the like black girls don't get the credit or god i don't really know how to speak to this in a way that's like eloquent but just like it's there black hair care is not as simple as like Blow, white hair care yeah. yeah like it's just there's different things involved in it and in an, in an island environment yeah, where it's it, like their pools and they're sweating and they're they're having them do these games where they're getting wet and yeah. yak and all this shit on them and it's like you know it's not as easy to take care of your hair in these kind of environments yeah. and like people don't understand that and yeah. i think that that's just like really interesting to like kind of cash kind of brought like an awareness to that in yeah. a way which i just think is like really very it's very cool it is very cool um, and yeah, we need to fucking get over these stupid beauty standards because it's so yeah. dumb. Yeah. And like, yeah. that's the, my, my whole thing, too. Like, I know I have the benefit of being like a decade older than most of these people on these shows. But like, you, they're, they're so concerned with things that don't fucking I matter. Know. I like, know. They're like, oh, it's a bit of me, a bit of this. Like, oh, does she, is she tall? Is she is he this? Is he that? It's like, honey. Right. Who's gonna wipe your butt when you get breast reduction right. surgery? And then, you like, can't they don't even reach know their, around. Like, last names. <laughs> like, right? They yeah. don't even know. I'm like, this is not what. If you're really looking for your partner, yeah. your person, your husband, your wife, your boy, whatever, who is going to be there for you? Mm. Who is going to? What is your family? How'd you grow up? Like, do you have similar ideas of? Mm-hmm family do you have like like these are things that people don't think about on these date there's so they're many like, dating shows and i was like i'm a very sexual person I'm like what like, like that's like and like that's great like sexual liberation is amazing um and oh all of them just, talk about we were gonna yeah, talk about like, this okay so there was this one scene where I, I think it was on us but it was like what would you guys like what are three things you would bring to a deserted island and like two of the girls were like i'm gonna bring my vibrator and i was like is that really a thing like, is that I an know. answer? I was like, you're going to Is bring, that like a pick me type answer? I think it is because let's be fucking real. Like, if you're legitimately asking me, what would you bring on a deserted island? And I tell a bunch of men I'm bringing a vibrator. Yeah, like my, the first thing on my mind is like getting off. Fuck that. That's so. I'm so sorry. First of all, literally nothing on a deserted island is going inside my pussy. Right. Because the sand. Oh, absolutely not. Do we, no, do we not remember that? Sand makes glass. Yeah. I'm going to have micro So it's like shards there. of yeah. glass. <laughs> like, like, yeah, that's what I want to do on a desert island. I'm going to find uh, a bunch yeah. of coconuts and then fuck myself silly. Yeah, right. And not try to find help or anything. I mean, it's absolute nonsense. Can we stop with this behavior? I, I don't. I'm so. I hate it. I know. I'm just it's, like screaming at the TV. It's the a little time. manic pixie. And like, and there's, listen, this is not. We've, we've all been there where society has. Given us like, oh, you got to be a pick me. Oh, you got to be a manic pixie. And then we can, you know, learn and recover and not do that and realize that the system is like forcing us to like kind of behave in a way that isn't necessarily our authentic truth. Yeah. But like for you to literally be like uh, talking about vibrators all the time and like that, that being said, like absolutely have vibrators. Yeah, explore about, your sexual health. Yeah. That is not what I'm saying. But it's just like. That you're not going to connect with people and you're not going to meet your person if you're just talking about dumb bullshit. What are you talking about? Like, it's just like you sound ridiculous. Evocative. Yeah. For no reason. Yeah. Evocative. It's evocative. <laughs> do, 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 do. Um, yeah. I mean, you know what I'm bringing on a desert island? 
uh, what are those straws that turns water into drinking water? Hell yeah. Like, I'm talking like a lone style shit. I know. I'm like, I if I heard somebody say that, I'd be like, well, I don't necessarily know that I want to be with you because I don't think we're going to survive this deserted right? island. Because if you're you just seem wearing, very impractical. You seem very impractical. You do not know how to pack. You don't know how to You also pack. don't know what to say in situations. <laughs> I like, know. I can't bring you to my family. Right. Like, your vibrator? Ew. There's just no need for that. Yeah, I'm going to bring my anal beads and butt plug. But nothing. Maybe that's more practical just because, <laughs> like, you might want to just keep it. I'm going to bring my tushy. Yeah. Okay. Save that for later because I'm going to talk about that later. Wait, what um, would you actually bring, though? My CDs. <laughs> so my main concern was my CDs. Um, I would bring, I mean, I think I'd bring like a Costco amount of protein bars. Damn. Because I think I'm going to need really good. I don't know like what kind of protein is available on the island. You don't know what you're going to what you're going to get. I don't know if I can fish and yeah. I don't want to. I need I'm, to. I'm always opting for the fishing. I definitely fish for yeah. sure. Um, but like, I just don't know how well I'm going to do. And in order to like the learning curve of like fishing naturally. Yeah, you want to be able to, su- to sustain yourself mm-hmm. until you get the fish. So I think I'm bringing a thing of protein bars. Do you know what's like so crazy about that show alone? It's like, you think, you know, as a layman, what like you might want to bring or like what you, you think, might, you know, but, but you, you don't. Have no idea. This is the true story. of. Oh. <laughs> Go ahead. That show <laughs> Sorry, was so good. I learned so much from that show. True life. <laughs> yes. Or are you talking, is that the real world? True life. No. Okay. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. You think you, like you're not prepared for what the elements will bring. As right. a, like they might be because they're like used to this. Like, yeah. for example, this guy had killed like so many animals and he had collected so much meat uh-huh. and i was like great this guy's oh, like on an episode of alone yeah yeah so you like, guys have amazing. watched alone like, okay watch he's alone. like set right yeah no he's not because predators so he this had, guy had to, to build like a tower to keep he, his meat you on guys it. this guy built with his hands a freaking tower, a meat tower that had like a ladder that had like a that trick would, release yeah. so that nothing could climb up it because mother effing wolverines yep. were going after what did he kill like, like a moose a, or something a moose or something huge um and like yeah. he would like climb up his tower and be like yep they got to it like he so like anything that he would kill wouldn't last right like what right because like wolverines would and he had to build it kind of away from his camp yeah so yeah speaking of that i would bring um protein bars like a life straw mm-hmm. in case there's not like a natural water source if i had to catch rainwater, i don't really know no because you just need fire I, well i was gonna say the last thing would be a fire starter yeah twisted fire starter <laughs> <laughs> um i i went through a, a big prodigy phase recently Yes. When it's I was great like, to work when out. I was struggling too. to work out, I just yes. like put on Prodigy. Oh, yeah. There's nothing like angry, like uh, just yeah, like huffing your way. guys from England. <laughs> just like yeah. getting. Didn't he pass recently? Did he? One of the, the guy from Prodigy. Oh, maybe. I have no idea what I'm talking about. He might have been naughty. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I would probably bring a lot of tarps. I, I think tarps are a good idea, but I do think. I could find like some vegetation to build something. And if I have enough protein, my brain will work enough to get me there. Nice. And I'm assuming if it's like a deserted island, it's not going to be cold. So like. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? So I'm just like, maybe I can like make a hatched roof. I'm going to bring sunblock. Tarp is a really. (laughs) Tarp is a good idea. There was another thing about Love Island, too. So it was revealed 
that one of the boys is a virgin. Mm-hmm. And like, is that bad? I don't know. Like, no, like, is it bad that someone like revealed his sexual history without his consent? That's probably not great. Oh, yeah. Like they hinted then, at it. They didn't then, say it was him, though. No, but then he like in a challenge, he revealed he it. He revealed it. Yeah. But like I wanted to discuss because we've had this conversation, too. Right. That we think virginity is not a real concept. It's no. like a made up thing. To, I think to virgin- subject women to the patriarchy. So. Virginity is oppressive. Control women. It's like and it's a tool of oppression. I don't think virginity is a real thing. Yeah, because like as a woman who grew up, you know, struggling with my sexuality and like being honest with myself and like whatever, I can't really pinpoint a time like what my I can like pinpoint what my first like sexual experience was. Right. But like it wasn't with a guy. Right. And so like would I be considered a virgin still? Like, you know what I mean? And like, no, because it's not real. It's not real. It. I think virginity actually discounts a queer experience. I agree. Like, it's like, oh, OK, so it, it makes the penis like the central focus of what, of is, sex. what sex is. Yeah. And that's like one million percent. And that's so damaging to women and queer people. Like, yeah, as a concept, because like right. I one of like my biggest struggles uh, growing up as like a queer person was like representation of sex in the media really fucked up like how what I considered sex was and like what I thought women were attracted to and like just it it made me feel like if I didn't have a penis like I wouldn't be desirable right so like it made me think when I was younger I was like am I trans like I really like like my end goal is to like you know I I like women I am attracted to women I want women to be attracted to me so like I need to have a penis like that's how women enjoy having sex is like Mm -hmm. to be like what I see in TV, like, right. you know, like to be like taken over a type of thing. Right. And like, as I'm older now, like that is just not true. Right. You know, no, it's and it's not. like I was conditioned to think that way. It was so damaging for me. Right. Growing up. And like, you know, I, I explored my gender identity. I explored going down the route of tra- of transitioning and like ultimately decided that it wasn't for me at the time. Who knows? The door is always open. But like right now I'm not transitioning i don't want to right but like that definitely influenced like how i saw myself and in the world and like it's misogynistic in a way it is 100 percent is like it it puts like a something on you to be like i have to change myself in order to be who i am yeah and that's just absolutely not the case so i really do think that the concept of virginity is it's just a tool of oppression. Yeah. It's it closely tied with oppression and religion. And it it makes I mean, it's we're a, sexual beings. I don't yeah. I think it also like it 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 discounts like I mean, growing up as kids, we're like, what base did you get to? Yeah. Like this, as if they're like these milestones and like it's just not a thing. Yeah. I'm just sorry, it's just not and a like thing. And like the stigma for women and men, like it's so different for women and men. And right. like it's damaging to men too. Oh, Oh, um, yeah, absolutely. like I need men to start misogyny affects that, yeah. men really it, yes. as much as it affects women. Like it, it it's because it's a vicious cycle. Like, yeah. it's toxic masculinity. Like, it's just like the the concept of like popping cherries and like, yeah. ew, ew, ew. Or like she's like, you know, untouched, like, yeah, I pure. hate intact. Yeah. Like, the, it's just because because literally women were like given in certain, you know, cultures like check to make sure she still had her hymen right. and this and that like what like, like she's like she'd be like, killed if she doesn't have right? it anymore and her family could be like killed because yeah. of it like it's like some sort of like it's like sex slavery it's like um trafficking your kid yeah it's like livestock as yeah. if they're like they are exactly i mean how about the concept of a dowry 
Sheesh. Like we just, I saw something recently where there are cultures where um, babies. It was all that glitters. It was on all that glitters. Um, concepts of like. Why baby, why people why put jewelry on their babies. Ba- yes. And it's because you're establishing a dowry for your baby. In some cultures. In yeah. some cultures. Um, and I was just like, wow, that is so enlightening. Yeah. Because it makes, it's just makes sense culturally. It's like very interesting to see like everything that we do is based on things that we don't even think about anymore. Yeah. Like we still do things that are like traditions, like like some cultures pierce baby's ears really young mm-hmm. um, and they get like gold jewelry really young, like baby bracelets and this and that. And like we look at it now as like, oh, they do this because it's cute or like it's pretty or whatever. Yeah. And like I have like personally don't think it's this is just me personally. OK, uh-huh. I personally wouldn't pierce if I had a baby, I wouldn't pierce their ears until they could consent to do it because I do think it's like their body and they, yeah. but like, that's not my culture. So I really don't have much to say there. It's just me personally. Yeah. But like, I, you know, when you think about like, okay, this was because back in the day they were giving them not only like a dowry too, but on all that glitters they were talking about, it was giving them riches. So they right. had things to take care of themselves with too. Which I'm not mad. I like I'm that. not mad at that. I like that idea. It's like giving your children like, yeah, you know, wealth. wealth. Yes. And I think that that is like really interesting. And it's like uh, autonomy, independence in that way. In a way, like it could be and looked- you could just like because jewelry, you can kind of just like run away and you like have that. I mean, yeah, so, gold has always yeah. been, you know, currency. Yeah. And like that's really very interesting. And I think we have to look at we have to examine everything that we do. I know it's like so I, I read the thing that was like kind of like a meatloaf, this like meatloaf story. And it's like. Um, when my mom makes meatloaf, like she cuts off the end right before she puts it in. Oh, it was a roast, yeah, a rump roast, roast, a roast or something. Yeah, a roast. Um, so, and I asked her like why she cuts off the ends before she puts it in. She was like, oh, no, that's how my mama, my, my mom, your grandma did it. Right. So I went to my grandma and I asked her and she said, you know, I do it because my mommy did it and your grand, your great grandmother did it. Yeah. And when I asked my great grandmother, she said, I cut it off because our ovens were sm- too s- small. Right. And that's the only way I can get it to fit in. Right. Like, and like we just do we things, just do things that we're taught and we don't think about it. Yeah. And then you're just like, I'm throwing away half of this roast yeah. because it didn't fit in the old generations ovens. ago. It didn't right. fit in the old ovens. We have to. And this goes into toxic behaviors and culture as well. Like where you're just like, why are we doing this? Yeah. Like you have to examine it. I think a lot of us obviously are looking at like everything that we just do, like sort of without thinking about it and being like, why is it that we do this? Where does this come from? Yeah. And like. Is it good for me or for yeah. my family or for others? Yeah. And like kind of making that distinction and making it's it's really hard to like when you're looking at things that are cultural, and like you want to like, you know, honor your culture and keep culture alive. But if it's like oppressive to somebody or oppressive mm-hmm. to you, maybe that's not like a good thing. Yeah. So that's like something to really like look at and is really interesting. And speaking of it makes me think of that show that we watched. Um, my unorthodox life. Oh my god! On Netflix, if you haven't seen oh it. Oh my god! Wow, wow, wow! My jaw was on the floor for the entire first episode of the show. So just like a little like synopsis of what the show is about. It's a reality series on Netflix, um, following Julia Hart, who is, is she the CEO of Elite Models? I, I don't think it's called Elite Models. It's like Elite Global something. Elite but Global yeah, it's like now. Elite, what you would know is like Elite Models. Right. She's an extremely successful woman. She's like what is she like forty nine fifty? Forty. I think she's like 47 now, something like that. Yeah. Um, 
And basically, she was raised in an ultra-Orthodox Jewish community called mm-hmm. Monsi. It's up upstate New, New York. York. Yeah. Um, and she was very unhappy because it was it's very misogynistic and oppressive towards women. Yeah, this it's is, like you fundamentalist know, religion. Right. Stuff, and this yeah. is according this is all, you know, what she says. And she took it upon herself to make her way out of it. And she has got four kids because, you know, she was married and had kids and all this and that. And it's mm-hmm. like very interesting. I think it's she's totally an inspirational person. Yeah. And I, I I don't know too much about her. So I'm not saying like she's perfect and this and that. Like it's an incredible story. Her story is really amazing. You guys should check it out. Yeah. Um, but it really goes. She she had a really lovely way of saying it, mm-hmm. which was like that she has no problem with religion and like people having religion. But she has a problem with fundamentalism. Yeah. And it's that's really where. Again, the oppression it, of women. The oppression of women. And then it oppresses men as well, yeah. who then continue to uphold these values. Mm-hmm. And it, no one wins. No one's happy. It's not, no one wins. So I just think, yeah, if you guys are looking for something to watch, I thought it's like it was one a, or two guys at the top one. Right. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah. Oh, we just saw Bezos go to fucking the, did he even go In into space? Like, what was he? No, even? he like went to like the cusp. I don't even know what he did. I don't care. Just the I like, tip? don't care. I mean, it was quite a phallic looking. Like, I saw this thing. It was like, can we all like pretend we don't know who he is when he comes back? Oh, my God. Who? Yeah. <laughs> I like don't give a fuck about his little penis rocket. I mean, it was the most phallic looking thing. It's just uh, I, I like mean, so boringly it was a obvious. Joke. It's I'm a joke. so bored there were, little, there were balls on it. <laughs> like, are you what? kidding me? Like, we get it. I can't. I just, I am at the point now where I am so done. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. Oh my God. Fear Street was good. Yeah, speaking of like feminist stories, like I, I think it was a feminist story. I agree. I think, like, and it's yeah, queer. It is. It's a, you guys. It was really gory, I have to say. But they did it fun. It, it was, was fun, fun, but like some of the sound effects, like, kind of like, were you gross? A little bit. Cause like, I'm actually way sensitive to like torture stuff. I don't like, I say, I love scary it's movies. It's more like an Evil Dead style, yeah. like, goriness, but like some of it was a little much for me. Oh, I'm so sorry. Because like some of it occurred when like sentimental things were happening. Yeah. And like, I didn't like that. No, for I. Me. Yeah, it was like too much. I, I was like upset. I literally cried at the last one. Yeah, you did. I cried like a lot. I just got choked up talking about it. What's wrong with me? Um, you're, it's, the, you're, it's my cancer rising. <laughs> yeah, well, you really care about like ladies. I care about and, women like, a lot. Yeah. Oh, here I go. <laughs> <laughs> Is there been a single episode that I haven't cried? <laughs> uh, I can't say aff- <laughs> affirmatively. Whatever, it's a range of emotions, and I have all of them. Good for you. Thank you. Classic Meryl Streep rising. Oh, my God. appreciate that. I'm a uh, Bezos' son, Meryl Rising. Yeah, you are. Oh, my God. No, I'm not. But I'm not. We don't, no, you're not. Uh, the Capricorns do not claim him. Yeah. We do not. Of, what are you, like a more of a Sade? Oh. No, a Dolly. Uh, you're a Dolly. Do- oh, I'll take Dolly. Dolly, sun, Meryl Rising, mm-hmm. and then we need some sort of a Gemini moon that's not going to be too tumultuous. Mm. Like, keep it to yourselves. Okay. <laughs> Gotta think about that one. Um, but yeah, what was I saying? Oh yeah. So the first episode of uh, Fear Street, which is based on like the R.L. Stein novels. Yeah. Do you guys remember reading those? Did they use this? Did he still use the name R.L. Stein for so. them? Yeah. Um, it was like which he were, graduated like, from teens. Goosebumps. Exactly. Um, 
And basically there's one that takes place in 1994 and the stories are all interconnected. Mm -hmm. And then it goes back in time to kind of get to the root of the story in the... 1666. What was the one? Was it the uh, 70s? 70s? And then we go all the way back to the root of the story, which is 1666. Uh And you know a bitch loves... Yeah. An old yep. witchy puritanical. Sto- oh, I just find New it England. just like what? It's yeah. just very like interesting. Like to well, me. you guys were freaking. Crazy. They were weird. Like it's like the witch of it all. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, so good. So yeah, the last episode I thought was like really good, mm-hmm. and I freaking cried. Guys, yeah. watch it. I just think it's like fun. Do you and, know what? Do you know what yeah. I'm like a little bit tired of? I don't like um the use of Satan in in like a negative term anymore. Like, okay. I'm, like, kind of sick of, like, the idea of, like, uh-huh. Satan equals evil because, like, it's not. What even is anything? Yeah. It's, like, nothing. Like. Right. You know I love the Church of Satan. Well, can you clarify what the Church of Satan actually yeah, is? Yeah, so the Church of Satan. It's just, like, an, a, it's, again, like, it's evocative. Basically, <laughs> it's, like, um the Scorpio of religions. It's, like. Sure. It exists to challenge the notion of freedom of religion in the country. And, like. To uphold, to uphold the notion yes, the of notion freedom of, of religion. Because, yeah. like, you know the specifically the christian church will oftentimes like fight for this statue to be up or like we have the right to do we have the right to deny gays it's oppressive um, services. To be oppre- like, basically they fight when yeah. things so are like, oppressive so yes. like the, the church of satan will like use their money to like make lawsuits where like abortion is part of the religion so like if you know if one of our practice practitioners like has a job and they're like denied health care or whatever because they take birth control or like they are denied an abortion because of like right. someone's religion. The Church of it, Satan like, challenges that because like, oh, part of our religion is getting abortions. And like, I think one of the things that happened when the Church of Satan started was they were just going to like point out how how churches are tax yeah. exempt. Oh, yeah, exactly. So they were like, great, then we're a church. Yeah, they're tax exempt. So they're tax exempt. Like, it was they, to like kind of yeah. point it out. And they like they they get petitions to put like statues of like um baphomet yeah baphomet <laughs> in front of like a civic uh building right and like and it's they a, because like f- they have like it's, jesus everywhere it's kind of like a balance it's of amazing. the scales situation yes. where it's like they're not necessarily there's they're absolutely in no sense of the word you know they're 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 evil it has nothing to do with the bible and exactly it's just it's like just, what they chose as like a and an, a and what's it called uh antagonist or whatever right but like they're they're literally playing the devil's advocate right and like their tenants are basically like we believe in 100 percent bodily autonomy right and like individual and their feminism and it's yeah look look it up you guys because it's not what you think it is it's actually really yeah it's so cool so like i don't love like because the the show does that a little bit a movie yeah i I, I get that it's like like, the culture but like i just like don't like that because like nothing's real right yeah yeah, you know you want it to be based on something that's like more like the real like, truth of yeah, it all. Like, Satan's not the evil force. Like the well, religion itself is. At the end of the is, day, I'm not want to give anything away about the show, but it really isn't. No. So, yeah, I would definitely give that a a watch. I like yeah. thought it was. Such, I mean, I I love things like that. Like, can Netflix? Can people make more content like this? It's like so fun. Yeah. Is I was like, oh, what what a fun little treat! Like, I love a spooky moment in the summer. Like, why are we saving all the spookies Ugh, for fall? I love summer spookies. Speaking of, I have been horny for fall yeah oh Oh my god like just like a crisp evening just like like hinting fall for me oh my god just like a cinnamon and everything oh hell yeah i've just 
I just like cannot wait for the fall. It's when I become alive. My eyes become alive and the light that you shine can be seen. That's another gibberish song. Babe. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kiss from a Rose on the Gray. On the Gray. The Gray. Um, yeah. So I just keep thinking about pumpkin spice, apple cider, spooky, crisp spooky. evenings, sweaters oh my god what are sweaters gonna look like on my new boobs oh my god that's so exciting denim jackets you know just like things i think it's like the best time for fashion is the fall yeah because it's like boots that's all that's it just boots baby end of sentence (laughs) end of list (laughs) wait speaking of fashion there is something going on in fashion right now that is unbelievable Hmm. so like it's kind of like Oh, well, like, this is back, this is back, this is back. So, like, before whatever the time period is that we're in now, things would kind of come around. Yeah. Like, the 90s, like, were, like, a little bit of, like, oh, there's, like, some 60s vibes. Right. Like, these kind of halter tops. Like, everything kind of came hand in hand with, like, something that it was referencing before. Uh-huh. And I feel like now everything is up for grabs. Yeah. It's almost like including the taint of fashion, which was the late aughts. The late aughts. Into the 2007. Like seven through 12 is the (sighs) The dark ages. It's the butthole of fashion. Oh my God. And they're already starting to like Ed Hardy. I know is coming back. Don't. I don't do this to me. Question mark. I I don't get that. It happened so fast. Like we were like, okay, we're in the millennia. Don't they? Don't they? We're doing it was the ugly. Like it looked bad. It is was. It, it was. Is it a subject- joke? Now? No, it was subjectively bad. Low rise, studded. Oh my god, thick belts over tank tops. Oh, remember um the true religion of it all uh, with like the, the big chunky like stitching. The, the idea of designer jeans was so huge. Oh. I don't know if you, like when I was in college, like there would be like a jeans event. Jeans where, like, were like gate where, like, in that time. People would bring jeans for us to, like try on and buy. And, like all these girls, like every girl in my school, would, like be in some fucking dining hall trying on jeans. Yes. Like jeans, what the fuck was? Jeans, as if we just invented denim. The jean hysteria. Of 2007 right. through, I'm going to say it goes to like 2000. I think it earlier. I think it started with like seven in like 2003. Okay. Seven. Yeah. It starts there. Yeah. Because the I remember height. asking my mom to like, can we like please get seven jeans? Right. In high school. No, I see that for sure. And like, I'm so sorry I did that to you. It got like really deep in like 2006, 07. Yeah. And I was working in um, like bridge level retail, like boutique retail in the city during that time. Mm-hmm. And we were hawking the jeans. It was like seven, page, true yeah. religion, AG. Like That's it what was caused like, the economic crash, honestly. It's not I, housing. It was jeans. It was big jeans. Yeah. You guys. The jean industry, like nowadays, they, it was almost like it was gate kept. It was like yeah. it was like if your jeans aren't worth two hundred dollars, then you're not wearing jeans. Yeah, are you like when I think about that? Fuck you, right? Are you kidding me? How dare How you? Da- like what? And it was like a whole jean culture. Like, don't wash your jeans. Put them in the freezer. Do you remember that? Yes. Like, oh, like you don't want to mess up the, the elastic and the fibers. I can't. And like, are you a stretch or are you a non-stretch? And like. It was, what size are you? Like, the are you G- a 24 like of it all? Like, a size 23, 24 oh existing? Oh, my God. Rude. I mean, some people are natural that size, so, like, sure, whatever. But, like, there was definitely, like, this pressure on you. Like, if you were, like, above a 27, yeah. you now know what like I mean? Yeah, they're, like, all at TJ Maxx. 
they're all at, at TJ Maxx. And now we have jeans that are like more readily available that are like nice and fit well. And it's almost like there's like a part of me. I have to tell you because I'm so I was so scarred by big jean <laughs> that I'm like, wow, like these are jeans from American Eagle are really nice. Yeah. And like fit better than any of my seven jeans ever fit right. me. And I'm there's a part of me that's still like it was psychological these warfare. Were 40 bucks. Like, yeah. how is this? It is. It was messed up. Yeah. Like you could wear They're like, oh, they're OK. So they're catching on to the diet industry. Let's get them on the other end. Right. Let's fuck them with the clothes. Fuck them with jeans. Yeah. I mean, literally two pairs of jeans was five hundred dollars. Like, oh, my God. Our and, poor parents. And when we were just graduating, we didn't have five hundred dollars. No. Jeez Louise. Oh, my God. <laughs> For what? So I can and, wear them with my fucking candies. Well, you like, know what you would wear them with, which is actually preposterous now because yeah. you're wearing these jeans. And the whole point is like the label of them or whatever. Right. And then you're wearing like a dress over a them. long tank top covering it. Yeah. Yep. So we had to become wise to like what stitching was cool. And then like a statement necklace. And, and then a like tiny some purse. sort of like a open toed wedge. Oh, my God. That cut you in every Side possible bangs. angle. Oh, my God. But the crispy hair, but the bangs were flat iron. Remember those like um slippers that looked like they're from like Pearl River? Yes. Oh, yeah. I like wore those. Yeah. Those are like got to be cultural appropriation, I, mean, I think. Yeah, I never had those. Well, I, I could just get them in Chinatown for a yeah. dollar each. Oh, I had a pair of pink ones with like sparkles on them that I wore in a way that was really just what was I doing? Uh, the amount of brown leather that existed. Like pleather. Like, Ple- yeah. like it was like plastic. Why is that coming? Why? We Don't. had such bad shoes during that time. I have yeah, they're to all say. plastic. The shoe and like they were just like ugly. Yeah. We Ms. were wearing Ms. like really dumpy shoes or yeah. like flip flops. It was like a big like Javiana. Javiana's was huge. Holy Jesus. I mean, and like I everyone was like in Brazil, these are like a dollar. These are grocery store. I, <laughs> yeah. I worked with a girl that was from Brazil and she was like, literally, we had these at the grocery store. Yeah. Good for Javiana, I guess. I hope right. she's okay. <laughs> they are like truly the most comfortable flip flops, though. And they That's don't an oxymoron. and they don't rip up your feet. Wearing flip-flops in New York City should be illegal. Oh, for yourself. Yeah. It should be. It's like wearing a seatbelt. They should impose the law for I will immediately judge your, someone's. If it, they're wearing an open-toed listen, shoe in the city, like, I will judge you. You're not coming to my house. I have to tell you something. When you're going to get a pedicure, that's different. Okay. That's a practical moment. But, but like, like, how often in the city are you like, I'm going to go out and get a pedicure and then come right home? I mean... I've had some I've had some pedicure times. I've, there was a big pedicure <laughs> movement during that time because I was wearing flip flops. God, it's all it's all intertwined. It's all interconnected. I mean, the fl- getting like flip flops are not great to walk in. And my poor sister one time wore like a pair of Javianas when we were doing like a big walk in the city and she got like plantar fasciitis. <gasps> and Damn. that's just when you should know, like maybe I shouldn't be doing yeah. long walks in these flippy floops. That was that was pre Hoga days. Remember, like, being able to just, like, wear whatever and, like, it would hurt for that day and then you were fine? And now, like, if you wear something that, like, hurts you, you have to, like, go to the chiropractor? No, I mean, I have flat feet, so, like, everything hurts. You poor thingy. We used to, like, go, we used to, like, go to the podiatrist and get, like, custom insoles and they would, like, (laughs) rip my feet up. (laughs) Like, when you wear something with arch support, are you like, ow! (laughs) Yeah, like, it tears into my foot. I know, your feet are so, like flat yeah no offense like, i would probably be like a very great cute. swimmer yeah you probably would be a good swimmer you have like a, a like a wingspan yeah. and all that i veer towards the michael phelps figure good for you yeah. the phelps of it all mm-hmm. oh one other thing i did have to bring up that like kind of like got me through the first like bad week of like recovery uh-huh was that netflix put um oh old seasons God. two seasons of i think there was only two seasons two 
of the mole with host Anderson Cooper. You guys, I loved it. What a flashback. What a fun. A capsule in time. Speaking of like that time period. That that was like a two year time period that was like right before 9-11 happened. Yep. And it was like following a trajectory. It was like sliding doors. Yes. You know what I mean? Like we were on this wavelength and then 9-11 happened and like everything we changed. We went on a different timeline. Yeah, yeah. we did. And it is, it's such a fun show. It's crazy. The whole time I'm like, I have no idea who the mole is. Well, you have to explain what it is. Okay. So like, the, it's kind of complicated. If you guys haven't seen it or you don't remember it or if you were like too young or whatever. Um, but basically it was a group of people and they had to, you know, do these different like kind of spy inspired like challenges together. Like think the amazing race, but like they're all kind of, they're staying in kind of one area. So like, one season you're in Spain, one season you're in Italy kind of thing. And, and they have like crazy challenges. And they're they all Americans. Yeah. So there's like language barriers and they do crazy challenges where they have to like tread. Like one person on a team has to tread water while the other person goes into town to like find the answer to like yeah. this like riddle. And the person only has as much time as the person treading water can give them yeah and the whole time within this these group this group of people one person is the mole and the mole is secretly working against them so that they don't get as much money in the pot so like basically their every challenge gives them a certain amount of money and then whoever wins at the end gets to take all that money home Mm -hmm. so everyone's working together to like make the pot as big as possible Mm -hmm. and to try and like figure out who the mole is. So at the end of every episode, they go and take a quiz on who they think the mole is and whoever has like the most questions right, like they get to stay and whoever gets the most questions wrong, they're eliminated. Which is why I like it because it's not like voting people off. Right. No, it's it makes truly it based on like yeah. the gameplay. Yeah. I think we could stand to have some more games like that because it's based kind of on merit, which yeah. is very interesting. It's not like, oh, I don't like this person. Yeah. Like it's more just like, I don't, it doesn't matter. We're playing the game. It's yeah. all about the game. It's not like as strategic. Right. And like, I think it's like a really fun. And Anderson know. Cooper is like in the show. Oh, he yeah. Like is with them every step of the way. It's so funny. Oh, absolutely. And, and he's like, like a nine, funny early nine, it's like 90s, like Ross Matthews clothes. Oh, my God. He's so Gen X. Yeah. It's so good. But yeah, I thought it was like one of the things where I was like, um, you know me, guys. Like, I worked throughout the whole thing. The The minute I came out of surgery, I was answering customer emails. I know she can stop herself. I just like to be... I don't like when people wait. I don't like to make people wait. I, you know, I won't make people know, like, we're here for them. But I was, like, laying on with my, like, surgery pillow on the couch with my laptop in and out of, like, falling asleep, just, like, doing work the whole yeah. time. Capricorn can't help herself. She can't help And it. watching the mole. And it, it really got me through it. It got me through those first couple of days where things were just kind of, like, ah. Thank you, Anderson Cooper. <laughs> but yeah, that was like one of my MVPs during my uh, my recovery time. Yeah. Oh, we're also re-watching Gabagoo. I haven't watched it yet. I love that you called it Gabagoo. I've never watched Sopranos. Sopranos. So we're, we're slowly digging through those. So I've seen the Sopranos. I, I watched it, I want to say, back in the early aughts. Yeah. Um, so far, my note on Sopranos is that the music that they play at the strip club is so good. Oh, yeah. Bada bang. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And the whole time we're like, I woke up this moment, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get some gabagool. Yeah. And it's just like, I it's a cultural, iconic show. He's so good. He is such a good actor. And how good is Carmela Soprano? Carmela. I love that Edie name. Falco. I love the name Carmela. It, it just rolls off the tongue. Yeah. The brujute. The brujute. The brujol. Oh, she's, got, she's like, I got a lasagna in the freezer. Like, that's amazing. Big 
you know all about it i love that i know it's it's good it's a great it's a fun watch it's a good just like a pop culture watch like you you have to like have seen it yeah um wait so speaking of like mvps and everything do you have an icon of the week because i definitely do is yours dr mahmood okay well i already like shouted her out like definitely for like she's like the icon of my life right now but like this is like on a way smaller scale oh okay my Um, icon of the week is the tushy (gasps) yeah so for those of you who don't know this is not sponsored but the tushy is this like basically like bidet that you can easily and i easily because i did it by myself hook up to your toilet and it just it doesn't do any damage to anything. You just like put it on, plug it in yep. and it, it rearrange it, some it things, rearrange some things. And you have a little bidet in your toilet. And like we had gotten one for my mom and my sister for Christmas, I think. Yeah. And we were using theirs and we were visiting. and we We're like, we got to get one of these. And I was like, I'm going to want one before my surgery because I don't know how mobile I'm yeah. going to be. And like with pain medication you know Reaching guys back. things can get like a little yeah, crazy she wanted, to, she wanted to spare me a little bit right of a poopy hand yeah i just like i didn't know how like well i was gonna be able to reach around and yeah. all that kind of stuff but like is it not the best thing oh, ever oh my god i don't know why we don't use bidets in america it's it's so lovely. we're missing that we are really Big missing it's yeah it's like so much better for the environment yeah to just use a little bit of water Instead of like all this paper and like it, it, you guys, you feel so fresh. You know what that makes me think of? That scene in Baps. Oh my God, I'm not going to remember. Oh yes, of course I remember this scene. (laughs) One of the most iconic scenes in movie history. (laughs) In Baps when they go in the bathroom and they like don't know what the bidet is and they turn it on and like sprays everywhere. And they're just like, it's like literally like 10 minutes of them like fighting the bidet. Can we talk about the fact that Baps is like hot fashion? Like hot fire. They look amazing. It's Halle Berry. Yeah. Like, can you believe? No, it looks amazing. And then I also think of Sonia from Real House of New York Mm. using the bidet to like do a facial in or something. That's like fucking brilliant. I know. Bidets forever. Yeah. But I have to say, I like that the bidet is in the toilet. I do like, like that I too. think having I a separate day, like, what if something happens from A to B? Right. I mean, I we my first encounter with the tushy at your mom's house was <laughs> was a fight to remember. I mean, it was set up for a shorter statured person. It, it hit me in the face. <laughs> it I I was cracking up to myself. I was like, do I Elena tell them? Elena left the bathroom and she was soaking wet. I was we like, do all I were tell them? dying. <laughs> of course you did. My underwear was like soaking wet. <laughs> you had to like completely change. Because like their, their toilet is so low. <laughs> like that my knees come up above my. So it just like completely missed yeah. your, the bullseye. Yeah, like went to my mouth. <laughs> uh, but once you adjust the water it, there is like ice cold. Yeah, which is kind of nice. Yeah. I was in the pool. <laughs> Wait, so do you have an icon of the week? Um, my icon of the week is I'm gonna say the gym. So nice since, since Jocelyn has like finally gotten her surgery done and like, you know, the cases, the COVID cases here are really low. Right. Um, and I check them every morning, but I decided that it's time for me to get back in the gym. And mm-hmm. there's a gold's gym here and it's enormous. Yeah, like there's nobody there when I go. There's like 10 people there. What a difference from a New York City gym. Oh, my God. They have like every machine twice. Yeah. And so I started going on Monday or on Tuesday and like immediately my mental health is better and like I sleep better. My body doesn't hurt as much. Like I'm so happy. It is 
it's just got to the point too, like we're working out in quarantine, like in your home was just becoming such a suck yeah, of it's it was like, like soul crushing we have to just like discuss like the burnout that we all feel and we're all like just sort of like trying to now get back into like our social lives yeah. and this, that and it's really hard and like i just want everybody to know like take the time you need and have the boundaries you need and like it's okay to feel a little off because we're off yeah Things are off. Like, the burnout is real. Yeah. Like, I mean. I, like, don't know how to have conversations with people. It's it's that. <laughs> and it's, like, keeping, like, keeping it up. Like, you know, like, how you have, like, your social personality where yeah. you're sort of, like, a little more on. Like, a lot of us can't do it anymore. And I think that's fine. Like, we all can just, like, be yeah more, like, family with our friends, I think. Yeah. And it's, like, those are the kind of people that we, are, we need to hang out with are the people that we can just be, like, truly so authentic yeah, like, with the world is ending so i'm not wearing a bra right yeah. like exactly like we just the burnout is so real yeah and i think that the at-home workout just became i was like doing hit workouts like in our office it's like you can't like, it's awful it, was, it feels like a, you're a rat in a cage yeah. and like that's not to say that we don't have a beautiful home that i'm not grateful for and i love but it's just like it's hard you're separate, working here yeah. you're living here you're cooking here you're eating here you're working out here and it's just like you sometimes need that mental break to like really focus on a workout and like yeah. have that escape for like an hour where you can like you can people watch and yeah. you can like put your headphones in and like be in your own world and like it's meditative. Yeah. And I'm I personally am so excited once I get the clearance to go back to the gym so I can join me you too. because I love to gym and I also feel like lifting weights and being in the gym. I've talked about this before is an act of feminism. I agree. And women are so friggin' strong. And like you guys, we were like, if you guys we can have do- any questions, if you want to know any tips, like DM us. Oh, yeah. Elena is, is sort of like a gym guru. And like, we are so supportive of that. Like, I think that's like one of my biggest things about like life is just like, ex- you know, expression through like my physical body mm-hmm. and just like doing stuff that's like. I find challenging and interesting. Yeah. Like skating or like, right. and like, especially if it takes you outdoors and where you can connect with like nature. I think that's like amazing. Yes. Like movement. And it keeps you so much healthier. Like weightlifting <sighs> keeps you young. It really does. It keeps you flexible. Yeah. It, it keeps you strong. It keeps you mentally well. Yeah. I can't, it's like the best thing ever. And like, it is truly something that during the quarantine, I really missed. Yeah. So I'm very excited and hopeful that people are being vaccinated so that we can all continue to enjoy things like public gyms. Yeah. Um, because it's just really good for you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that's a really good icon of the week. I can't wait to also have that be my icon. So I'm very excited. Yeah, me too. Well, I mean, thanks for listening to like my journey on all of this and like Elena's journey with this. It's been so like a long time coming, it yeah. feels like. And we're really excited to jump back into the podcast. We have a lot of really cool deep dives coming up. Yep. And um, we'll we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, we love you guys. Love you, Candle Coven. Bye. Bye.